You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, public sector workers downed tools and stayed at home to protest against the government's failure to implement wage increases today. Union leaders in three of the largest federations, Kasatu, Fedusa and the National Council of Trade Unions, have been on a collision course with the government after it backed out of a pay hike deal following Finance Minister Tito Mbawene's huge budget cuts to contain rising government debt and a ballooning budget deficit. Matthew Parks, uh, Kasatu's parliamentary leader, is on the line. Good evening, Matthew. What's your prime grievance with the government? Uh, good evening, Mr. Hattery. Um, well, such as many issues. Um, originally, the strike the, today, the Kofatu strike, was about the collapse of public transport, the collapse of metro rail, upon which, upon which workers depend to get to work on time and safely. It was also about the right of work in a safe and a healthy environment. You would know that for many years, mining workers have lost their limbs and their lives and their minds. But even during this lockdown, Thousands of essential workers have lost their lives because of COVID-19 and the failure by the employer, especially in the public service, to provide quality PPEs and necessary health and safety measures. But look, workers have other frustrations which we also raised as well. That is about the pandemic of corruption, which is threatening the corrupt of the state, estuaries and municipalities, which is robbing workers off public service of their wages. It's about the massive unemployment rate of 52% and how thousands of workers are being object to retrenchments left right, gender-based violence and the abuse women and children go through. But also, yes, it is, as you said, it's about government reneging on a legally binding, very modest um, wage agreement for this year. And of course, the fear of workers that employees are now going to suit and simply walk away and collect a bargain from having negotiated with workers in good faith. So there's a variety of issues, but also it's an expression of frustration of members of workers across the country and government's failure to listen, to negotiate and deal with the issues, and equally with the private sector. Um, it was a Kosato strike. My goal to enjoy the support of all the other three federations in the country, as you said, for Dusa, NAFTU, and even SAFTU. Um, it also enjoyed the support of the Council of Churches and many other progressive organizations. So we're very pleased mm-hmm. with the turnout today. We had multiple events across the country, not just in the capitals of Pretoria and, and Cape Town, but all provincial cities all rural towns. It was a really fantastic march I've never seen before many, many years. Matthew, can you just briefly explain how crippling the economy in the middle of a depression stimulates <clears throat> growth and creates jobs? Sure. We have a choice. Continue, continue to let these cancers eat away at our society. The Auditor General says we lose about 150 billion rand every year to wasteful expenditure and corruption in the state. Eskom, when it was under load shedding, was costing the economy about 13 billion rand a day. Um, unemployment where thousands of workers are losing in fact in the last quarter 2.2 million workers lost their jobs is crippling the economy and any potential economic recovery. We've been raising concrete proposals on the table time and again, not just during the past few months of COVID-19, but in fact at the job summit with the ESCOM social compact, etc. We put proposals on the table, we've helped to bring the parties to negotiate, we've put money to grow the economy to fix the state, and we found time and again Government and the business have refused to engage meaningfully. Mm. So this strike is really, it's an it's a act of 
last resort. Would Unders- they never go on strike as a first call because of the low work, low pay principle? Understand your point, Matthew, just just to cut you off briefly because we are running out of time. On the point of corruption, I think you, you find broad agreement uh, across vast tracts of South African society. On the issue of the government wage bill, though, can you just comment um, on the fact that while we saw last week, according to the quarterly Labour Force survey or the Ned's Cram study, uh, between 2.2 and 2.8 million people have lost their jobs, how many people have been given retrenchment notices or have had to in any way, shape or form share the pain with those in the private sector amongst civil servants and those employed by the government? No, sure. I mean, look, the workers are under fire on all fronts. Um, Just a, it's a very simple answer, Matthew. How many civil servants have had their wages cut, have lost their jobs? We've seen the numbers in the private sure, sector. So it's between two and two, 2.2 and 2.8 million. How many civil servants have lost their jobs? Well, in fact, before the public service never used to lose their jobs, but what we've seen in the past year is that thousands have now lost their jobs. 10,000 workers at SCA, a state-owned enterprise, lost their jobs. 1,500 SA Express have lost their jobs. Several have been retrenched at SABC. Thousands have been retrenched at the CSIR. Um, I think we must also bear in mind that um, doing an injustice to one another means you must do an injustice to others. The point is to create jobs, to improve people's lives. And I think if you talk about the wage of public servants, they have not received an increase this year. And in fact, we saw now Treasury is proposing an increase of public servants for the next three years. We agree that government has to be safe. We cannot afford it to enter the debt trajectory. We have to deal with the deficit and the debt levels because workers will suffer if we don't. But there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. We have made concrete proposals on what we could do to help save the cost for government for the next three years, including to save the have to be raised target by having slides that protects the lower and middle income limits from inflation, by making sure that management takes a wage cut. But mm-hmm. if we want to set a compromise as much as we want to, when the politicians are not paying any when the minister spends 2.4 million for free at the expense of taxpayers, yet we want to blame the police constable who is like and only 186,000 rand. We have to have a compromise and engagement, but government has to engage. And to date, they've refused to engage. They simply withdrew from a wage agreement, offered them concrete alternatives. We asked to engage, and they've simply run away and gone to court to, to plead part. Yet the very same government is failing to deal with the very two fundamental crises which are actually put in business. Number one is corruption. You can think of the wage bill as much as you want, but unless you pretend the of the budget will lose to corruption waste for expenditure, mm. playing games. Matthew, that is the exact same amount of money the government wants to cut through the wage bill. I think we're going to have to leave you there. Unfortunately, the line breaking up towards the end there, which, which is a pity, but thank you very much for your time. Matthew Parks, parliamentary leader for Casato on the line. Uh, the elephant in the room uh, for Casato is undoubtedly for, uh, corruption. I think the elephant in the room uh, is uh, when you look at the budget, the public sector wage bill, but at least we're talking about both elephants at the moment, uh, which is more than we've done in a long time.